They seek him here. They seek him there. Those Frenchies seek him everywhere. Is he in heaven? Is he in hell? That damned elusive Pimpernel. Presenting Marius Goring, star of the motion picture Red Shoes, have Baroness Orpsey's immortal character, the Scarlet Pimpernel. Adventures are the Scarlet Pimpernel, starring Marius Goring as Sir Percy Blakeney. From our first meeting, Citizen Chauvelin and I had been sworn enemies. And yet there was a time, I'm happy to say a very brief time, when fate smiled ironically and made of us reluctant allies. It began as a matter of pure chance one evening in Paris. Tony Dewhurst, Andrew Fuchs, and I, disguised as citizens of the Republic, were strolling along the Rue Saint-Honoré when suddenly ahead of us we heard a feminine scream. A moment later, a girl came running towards us, closely pursued by four men. That fellow's got a knife. Damn it, they mean to kill her. Come on, you two. I'll take a fat one. There's a tall one. Pardon no intrusion, gentlemen. Allow me. A little souvenir, my friend. Oh, that knife, you dog. Look out, Tony. Oh, you don't. Headquarters, the inn known as Les Trois Epis. Fuchs and the girl were already there. Oh, thank heaven you've got away. You're both all right. Except for a bunch of skin knuckles, I'm fine. Now, Tony, I haven't enjoyed myself so much for a month. And uh, <clears throat> you, mademoiselle, uh, you're not hurt? No, sir. I... Just a little scared, eh, Aline? Not any longer, sir. Uh, so your name is uh, Aline, huh? Yes, sir. Yes. Monsieur, I don't know how to thank you. You've saved my life. Oh, nonsense. With proof. Another second, then. Well, perhaps the situation was a little awkward for a moment. However, it's all over now. You have no more need to worry. <laughs> no. Uh, but um, as a matter of interest, um, why were they after you? Well, sir... Uh, of course, if you'd rather not tell no, us. No, sir, it's not that. I know I can trust you, but it, it's also fantastic. I don't expect for a minute to believe me. Well, why not tell us anyway, mademoiselle? Then we can decide for ourselves. Very well, I will. First, you must know I am a parlor maid in the household of Citizen Mirabeau. Mirabeau? Yes. You mean the politician? Yes. Oh, 
member of the committee of public safety. <laughs> One of Chauvelin's strongest rivals, they say. Is that true? I don't know, sir. I'm only a servant girl. I don't understand politics. Who really does? All I can tell you is that, that night after night, men come to the house. Important-looking men. For hours, they sit and talk with Citizen Mirabeau behind locked doors. Mm-hmm. Could be a conspiracy of some kind, I If there's anything in the rumors one hears, I um, shouldn't be surprised. <laughs> However, go on with your story, my dear. Well, this evening they came as usual, four or five of them. They went into the master's library. I know it was honorably, but I was curious. At first, I didn't understand what they were saying. And then one of them mentioned the king. The king? And then another said something about things. Then the master said six months more should be long enough. And when the monarchy was restored and the king was back on the throne... What? Dick? But that's what nonsense. Said, when the monarchy is restored and the king is back on the throne... Yes. But it is not. The king is dead, mademoiselle. He died on the guillotine the 21st of January, 1793. Almost two years ago. Oh, I know. I've spoken to people who were there. Yeah, then you must have misunderstood what your master said. Those were his words, sir. I swear it. How can a man who's dead return to the throne? I simply tell you what I heard, sir. But what more did you hear, Aline? Nothing, sir. At that moment, the master opened the door. And uh, you were caught in the act? Yes. Well, what happened then? His face was white with anger. I was frightened. He swore, made a grab at me. I broke free and ran. He ran after me, shouting for the servants. I... Oh, I knew if he caught me, he meant to kill me. How did you know that? I just knew. Because of what you were there, you mean? I suppose that must have been it. And what happened then, Annie? I managed to get out of the front door into the street. And then they came running after but me. But the servant? And the master. He kept shouting for me to stop. But I wouldn't. I ran and ran till I was exhausted. And then, just as they caught me... We uh, turned up, eh? <laughs> yes, sir. Was Mirabeau the one with the knife? No, that, that was Jack, the head footman. The master was the, the big fat one. Oh, yes, I remember. I have an idea I broke his jaw. I hope so, anyway. <laughs> and that is the whole of your story, Ali? Yes. You'd never previously heard any mention of the king? No, sir. And these friends of your master's, you don't know their names, I suppose? No, sir. Hmm. Well, the, uh, <laughs> the first question seems to be what we are going to do with you, my dear. You won't send me back, will you? Oh, no. No, no, no. We have got to get you out of Paris. And as soon as possible. <laughs> Later that night, when Aline was safe asleep in the Foisépi, Tony, Andrew, and I talked over the extraordinary story she told us. I simply don't understand it. It doesn't make sense. She must have misunderstood. She seemed very positive about it. Too positive to have been mistaken. You mean to say you believe the story about the king being still alive? Stranger things have happened. Yes, but hang it all. I know. Thousands saw him die. Exactly. Or shall we say they saw someone die who looked like the king? You mean someone else impersonating him? It's possible. Do you think any man would willingly give up his own life to save another's? Well, wouldn't you? Well, I... Well, suppose it were our own king. Question of his life or yours. Well, I dare say... Well, of course you would. So would any other. The many people in France today who still believe Louis was murdered. And forget when he was tried by the National Convention, he was condemned to death by a majority of one vote in 720. One single vote. But even... In no. other words, 360 members of the Convention, many of them among the most powerful men in France, were against his death. Yes, I know. But... Isn't it feasible that with connivance from on high, he was smuggled out of prison in the... Someone else took his place, some patriotic royalist. Sufficiently like him so that disguised he might fool the public. Well, it could have happened, that way. Well, of course it could have. Do you really believe that... My dear can... Andrew, I have no beliefs in the matter at all. I merely say it's possible. Just as it's possible that Mirabeau was one of those who helped him escape. And that now he's leading a movement to restore the monarchy. After all, we know Mirabeau's ambitious. We know he's at odds with Chauvelin and his Republican. Take me out. I believe you're right. It certainly all fits. But Venice, she said. Somebody mentioned something about Venice. You think the king may be in hiding there? It's possible. 
Have either of you any very important business at the moment? No, nothing very special. Huh? Can you be ready to leave tomorrow morning? Please. For where? Well, for Venice, of course. We found nothing in Venice. Our comparative ignorance of the language made it impossible to pretend we were natives. So we had to pose as English tourists. We dared not approach the authorities, and so day after day we travelled up and down its canals and narrow streets, listening to what gossip we could pick up in the inns and cafes, hoping against hope we might hear something that would put us on the track. And then one day in the Piazza San Marco... Well, if you ask me, Blakeney, we're wasting our time. We don't seem to be getting very far, do we? Even if the king is still alive, which I'm beginning to doubt more and more every day, he's obviously not here. How do we know he's not? He's combed the whole city twice over. We couldn't fail to have heard something by now. Some small hint, some vague room. I agree with Tony. Oh, uh, perhaps you're right. Perhaps we have come on a wild goose. No, by heaven. We haven't. Oh, what do you mean? Look over there. Where? Well, that group of men standing before the Logetta at the foot of the bell tower. Oh, what about? With the one second from the right. Ever seen him before? Can't be. It is. It's Chauvelin. It is Chauvelin, all right. Well, what the deuce is he doing in Venice? Hmm, the same as we are, I imagine. The, the, the story is true, eh? It begins to look that way. Oh, I'd give a lot to learn if he knows any more than we do. Well, there's one way to find out. Oh, how's that? By asking him, of course. You feeling all right, Blackness? Sure, the Venetian sun hasn't gone to your head, or anything? <laughs> Don't be a fool. I mean it. What? Quite seriously. Well, uh... What are you going to do? Well, uh... Supposing I were to stroll over to him and say, Hello, Chauvelin. Remember me. Nevertheless, we decided that our approach to Chauvelin should perhaps be a little more discreet. And so late that evening, soon after Chauvelin had retired to bed in his lodgings... Come in. Good evening, citizen. What's this? Not a word if you value your life. Get dressed. But, Greg, uh, you heard me and be quick about it. What are you going to do? You and I are going to pay a little call. A little call? That's what I said. On who? On an old, an old friend of yours. But I don't understand. You will, soon enough. Now, stop asking fatuous questions and put on your clothes. Unless you prefer to walk through the streets of Venice in your night shift, of course. Don't waste time, citizen. This pistol's loaded and I'm not a very patient man. Pimpernel. Come in. Here he is. 
came like a lamb. Ah, good evening, Citizen Chauvelin. Who the devil are you? Of course, yes. Well, allow me to introduce myself. I'm your old friend, the Scarlet Pimpernel. Huh? You are what? Uh, yes, the Scarlet Pimpernel. The Pimpernel? <laughs> yes. The most unexpected people do turn up in the most unexpected places, don't they? This is our place. Yes, it's terrible to think a person can't be safe from kidnapping, even in a law-abiding city like Venice, isn't it? Uh, close the door. Right. And, uh, a bottle of wine for our guests. Oh, I demand to know. All in good time. I absolutely Yes, insist. of course, of course. But, uh, first a toast. To our mutual success. I have not the least idea what you are talking about. Oh, you about. will. You will in a minute. You don't drink? No. Persuade our guest. I've already warned you, citizen. This pistol is loaded. But, well, all right then. But under protest. Oh, no, no. Please, please. First the toast. To our mutual success. To our mutual success. And now, perhaps... Oh, by all means, I'll be brief, citizen. Mm. You and we are here for the same purpose. It concerns a certain gentleman. I don't know what you mean. Uh, Please, please, cards on the table. We have reason to believe, as you have, that King Louis XVI may be still alive. This is ridiculous. And furthermore, that certain members of the Committee of Public Safety are actively planning his restoration to the throne. This is absurd nonsense. Uh, Naturally, you don't want that. And strange to say, neither do we. What? I do not understand. Well, France has suffered enough, citizen. Uh, another upheaval such as the last will most certainly plunge your country and mine into a destructive and bloody war. Uh, I take it we all agree that that's to be avoided at any cost? Of course. Uh, so you see, uh, we find ourselves as allies. Uh, then, as allies, we must naturally work together. You mean declare a truce? I do. Hmm. I do not know what your real motive is, but... It bears thinking on. It bears more than thinking on. It bears deciding on. Now, what is your proposal? If the king still lives, you wish to find him. Uh, So do we, as you so rightly said, regardless of motives. We believe he's somewhere in or near Venice. So do you. Otherwise, you'd not be here. Let us each pursue the search unmolested. Agreed? Agreed. And if one needs the other's help, let us credit should be given. Agreed? Agreed. (laughs) You know, I never thought to shake the hand of Chauvelin, but... Here is mine to seal the bargain. And mine. How long is this truce to last? Till we are both satisfied that the king lives or no longer lives. And after that? After that is every man for himself and devil take the hindmost. Business as usual, eh? Exactly. It was about noon next day, after a morning spent idling on the Rialto, that Tony returned with news of the sort we'd all be waiting for. I overheard a couple of fishermen down by the canal. They, they come from Torcello. Oh, that's one of those islands to the north of here, isn't it? Yes, eight or ten miles away. I gather that some foreigners have taken over an old monastery on the island. The grounds are patrolled night and day by armed guards. Mm-hmm. Apparently, also, one of these foreigners is treated with great deference by the others. In fact, as one of the fishermen put it, almost like a king. Almost like a king, eh? Well, <laughs> well shall we pass on the word to Chauvelin? Why? Well, I thought we'd agree. Not at all. There was no mention of exchanging information. We simply agreed to let each pursue the search unmolested. That's correct, isn't it, Dennis? Absolutely. Well, then we'll handle this alone. Right. Now, the point is, we don't want to draw attention to ourselves. So I suggest we disguise ourselves as fishermen, hire the dirtiest old gondola we can find... And land on the island as unobtrusively as possible. Exactly. Right. When do we start? As soon as we've had a meal. So come on, you two. Let's get to work. Three hours later, we were on Torcello. It's a small island, and we had no trouble in finding the monastery. It stood about half a mile inside its own grounds, which was surrounded by a low stone wall. The fishermen were right. 
Looks like my arm guard. Mm-hmm. We gotta get past them somehow. I have an idea. What is it, Daniel? You see that thick clump of bushes about twenty yards beyond the wall? Yes. Well, the guard will have passed it in a few seconds. Then his back will be turned to it for at least another minute. Now, couldn't we vault the wall and scramble under the bushes before he turns back? Yes, good idea. We'll, we have to be very quiet about it, though. Look, look, he's passing that spot now. Let's out. Right. Come on, you two. We reached the shelter of the bushes with seconds to spare. Then, as the opportunity occurred, we wormed our way forward from cover to cover, till at last we were within a hundred yards of the main building. Apart from the guards, I, I see no sign of life, Joe Blackney. Not yet. Well, perhaps we've approached the place from the wrong angle. I think we should split up. Yes, it might be better. Look, you circle the place from the left, Andrew, and turn in, I'll go to the right. Right. And we'll, we'll meet on the far side. Yes. Right. See you later. You've got to make for that clump of rocks, Danny. There's no intervening cover, so we'll have to crawl all the way. Ready? Yes. No, no, wait a minute. I saw a movement over in the cloister there. Yes, it's a group of people. Can you see them, Blakeney? Yes. Yeah, they're, they're coming out into the open now. I'll have a clear view of them in a second. And they are. Tony! What is it? Did you ever see King Louis the Sixteenth? Oh, only once, and then just for a few seconds. That small, fat man in the center. You don't mean... Yes. Are you sure? Yes, yes. The same plump, melancholy face. Now, what are we going to do? Permit me to solve your problems, monsieur. <gasps> what? You'll raise your arms, both of you. But look here. Come on, come on. You heard my order. That's more like it. Now you will stand. Look like big, big. On your feet now. Turn your back. I assure you, there's we'll some mistake. We'll talk about that later. Hmm. Arm too, huh? I'll take charge of a pistol, if you don't mind. Keep your hands up. And if either of you tries to run, you'll get a bullet in the back. Now, quick. Arch. Two years ago, I stood before the National Convention in Paris. They voted on my guilt and then on my sentence. What was good enough for a king should be good enough for you. Monsieur, yes, the charge against these two men is attempted regicide. How do you find them? Guilty. 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 And the sentence? Yes, yes, yes. The court has decided. Capitaine, a firing party tomorrow at dawn. <laughs> The night seemed endless. At last, through the barred windows of our tiny cells, dawn began to break. There were footsteps in the corridor. On your feet, you two. <laughs> the time has come to be brave. Under close guard, we emerged into a high-walled courtyard beyond the cloisters. The execution was to be quite an event, it seemed. His Majesty was there, with at least a dozen of his courtiers, chatting as casually as if they were to play. We were stood against one of the walls, and the firing party lined up. Tony caught my eye and smiled. Good luck, Blakeney. Sorry it had to end like this. Yes, I'm afraid His Majesty plays our game better than we played ourselves. <laughs> I shouldn't have got you into this. Oh, don't be a fool. We all have to die sooner or later. It's been a good life. You've been a good comrade, Blakeney. Serve you. The best a man could wish for. The firing party were called to attention. They raised their muskets. The captain lifted his sword to give the signal. But Andrew threw two shoulder out ahead. Men poured over the walls and into the courtyard. The surprise was complete. The fighting was brief and sharp and deadly. Fuchs made straight for us. And by the time he had flashed to our bonds, it was all over. A dozen men lay on the ground. The rest had dropped their weapons and raised their hands and were being rounded up by Chauvelin's troops. Oh, damn it, Fuchs, you cut it fine. 
Another uh, ten seconds and we've been a fair to corpse. Well, we had to wait for the right moment. Uh, better late than never. And how did you manage it? Well, as soon as I saw you and Tony had been caught, I crept back to the gondola and returned to Venice. Then I told Chauvelin. He collected his men and we returned here about midnight. We knew a direct assault on the monastery might fail, so we waited, hoping to catch them unawares. As it turned out, the luck was with us. Uh, thank heaven for that. Oh, here comes Chauvelin. Good morning, gentlemen. I'm glad to find you well. Not half as glad as we are. Well, you are alive, Chauvelin. Ironic, isn't it? Still, one death cancels out another. Uh, what do you mean? You've saved France from a second revolution. You've captured the king. The king is dead. What? A stray bullet, I'm afraid. The fortunes of war. Come, see for yourself. Here he lies, gentlemen. His Royal Majesty, Louis XVI, King of France. You know, Chauvelin... <clears throat> For a man who's proved himself as clever as you, I must say, I'm surprised. Eh? I don't understand. Well, look at those grey eyebrows. Huh? See how the powder flicks off when you brush them. What? Quite black underneath. You're right. And that large bourbon nose. See how cleverly it's been built up. Yes, it is. Putty. Exactly. It's very bad makeup, really. We wouldn't do an art club, eh, Beckman? <laughs> <laughs> the king died on the guillotine on the 21st of January, 1793. This man was an imposter. The tool of Mirabeau and his co-plotters who planned to put him on the throne. Do you know who he is? I should say a second-rate actor from the Comédie Française. His epitaph, he rehearsed, but was never called for his greatest part. returns as the Scarlet Pimpernel. A couple of hours later, we were on our way back to Venice. Tony, Andrew, and myself in our gondola, and Chauvelin and his men in another, just ahead of us. Suddenly, Chauvelin turned and smiled. That old, twisted, crafty smile I knew so well. You realize, gentlemen, that our truce has now ended. Ended? Precisely. We agreed it should last till we were both satisfied the king no longer lives. Those were our exact terms, were they not? They were. After that, you said, business as usual. I did. It seems, gentlemen, you are in my power. All of my men have muskets, which you see are pointing at you. Fire! Fire, you fool! What's the matter, Chauvelin? Really, Tony, have you been up to your tricks again? Fire! So sorry, Blackney. It was all that water about. I couldn't resist letting some get us there. Try it. Wait, Oh, uh, by the way, Chauvelin, talking of water, 
I accidentally made a hole in the bottom of your gun. Oh, Adventures of the Scarlet Pimpernel, starring Marius Goring, is produced by Harry Allen Towers.